0: Good morning. Okay, so so let's just let's just be totally honest. That that every one of us uh, has had a moment or two in life when we look back and we go, what what was I thinking in that moment? I mean I mean did I just check my brain at the door? I mean wh- why did I do that? Uh, you know whether it's the yearbook picture and you can't believe the hairdo you had in it, or uh, whether it's a date you went on, and you thought. Why did I think they were so cool? What was was I thinking in that moment when I did that? Or whether it was a business deal that you and I got ourselves into, or maybe it was credit card debt that we ran up in a moment of saying, I just have to, I just have to have that. Every one of us has moments in our lives that we look back now and we go, that was the dumbest thing I could have possibly done in that moment. And the interesting thing is, is that when you and I look back right now with twenty twenty vision, we go, and it's so obvious. I mean, it's so apparent that that was a bad decision that I, I should have never gone that way. I should have never decided that thing in my life. Which brings you and me to an interesting moment. What if, what if some of the decisions that you and I are living out right now are the moments that we're going to look back someday in the future and say to ourselves, what was I thinking? What if some of the things that you and I are involving in our life, some of the practices that we have going on in our day-to-day routine are things that later on are going to be our biggest regrets? And, and how would we know that? How, how would we discover that or figure that out? And you get that Uh, Scripture doesn't always have a black and a white for every single situation. Now, Scripture does have some places. It just says, don't ever, 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 ever do this. Scripture says that about adultery. It just says, look, adultery is always, 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 always a bad idea. And and if you and I decide to violate that, if you and I say, look, I'm just not going to listen and I'm going to violate what Scripture says clearly and openly and without apology, then you and I deserve regret. And you and I deserve moments of looking back going, wow, I completely messed up. But you realize that not every single moment is like that. And scripture doesn't have a verse for every single situation that you and I can potentially find ourselves in. For example, uh, should I buy a car right now? And, And my neighbor just bought a car and they got an amazing deal and those deals are going away. Should I buy a car right now? And it may be that, that based on where your neighbor's finances are and, and based on where their credit rating is right now, that, that buying a car might be a really, really good idea for your neighbor right now. But that very same decision, that very same answer may not be a great answer for you based on where your finances are right now, based on your credit rating, based on the tenuous situation you find yourself in your employment, that very same decision may be incredibly unwise. So, so don't you wish uh, there was something to navigate you and me through those moments in life? And the cool part about it is, is that there is. There's a whole book of the Bible dedicated to helping you and I make wise decisions, when the decision isn't black and white, when, when the decision could have multiple answers depending on what happened the last time I did that or, or what my current circumstances are right now, or when I look into the future and say, This is where I want my life to get to someday. And, and when I'm done, this is where I want to land in my life. There is a book of the Bible that says, Here is wisdom. Here are good answers that will literally, if you will take the time to listen, if you will allow these, are you ready? If you will allow these words to bump up against your life and push on you, in those moments in which you're making decisions in places that aren't black and white, they aren't totally clear, there is a little bit of a, it could go either way, but is it the wise thing, is it the smart thing for me to do? And that book is a book called Proverbs, in which God enlists the wisest man who ever walked the face of the earth and said, I need you to write down wisdom principles I need you to write down things that, that if Christians if followers of God were willing to let this speak into their lives, if they were willing to listen when wisdom was offered, their lives would be changed. And you know, at first glance, you and I go, wow, I mean, why why wouldn't you read a book like that? Why, why wouldn't everybody just pour themselves into the book of Proverbs and go, if that's what it can do, if it can take what is unclear and fuzzy and make it clear? man why wouldn't everybody pour over the book of proverbs and yet here's the answer sometimes many times wisdom is not the most comfortable answer and that when you and I get bumped up against by wisdom our initial response is going to be thanks but no thanks if that's what it means to be wise I choose stupid Matter of fact, Solomon uh, knew that we would be inclined to that response. He knew that people would be offered, people like you and me, wisdom, and we'd pass. Matter of fact, he describes three different groups of people who are offered the opportunity to change the trajectory of their lives, to avoid regret and pain, to not inflict harm on others, who in that moment of offer we will say no thanks. So if you've got your Bibles this morning, go with me to that book of Proverbs, written by Solomon, the wisest man who ever walked the face of the earth. We're going to spend the next six weeks in this book trying to gain wisdom for how to live our lives. And if you're not well familiar, if you go right to the middle of your Bible, you're probably going to find the book of Psalms. If you go just a little bit to the right, you're going to find this book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 1, we'll start in verse 20. Here's what Solomon said about this issue of wisdom. Wisdom calls aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the public squares. At the head of noisy streets, she cries out. And in the gateways of the city, she makes her speech. And then he describes three groups of people who will turn a deaf ear to wisdom. They'll say, no, 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 wisdom is too inconvenient, wisdom has uh, too much sacrifice, I think I'll pass. Here they are, verse 22. How long will you, simple ones, group number one, how long will you, simple ones, love your simple ways? How long will you mockers, group number two? Delight in mockery. And fools, group number three, hate knowledge. And then he goes on to describe what the result of taking a pass on wisdom is. If you had responded to my rebuke, and you get the moment, wisdom makes us uncomfortable. Wisdom's going to be uncomfortable in the moment it's delivered. You and I will have a hundred excuses why not to be wise. If you had responded to my rebuke, I would have poured out my heart to you and made my thoughts known to you. But since you rejected me when I called, and no one gave heed when I stretched out my hand, since you ignored all my advice and would not accept my rebuke, I will turn I in turn, will laugh at your disaster, and I will mock when calamity overtakes. So how do you know? How do you know if you're one of those people who, even when wisdom is offered, would turn it down? And Solomon describes three different places you and I can be, three different chairs, so to speak, that you and I can sit in. And the first one he describes as the simple, I think I've gained weight since last hour, There we go. Okay. So, so Solomon would call this chair the chair of the simple, or maybe another word is the naive. Uh, they simply haven't experienced enough life to know any better yet. They, they, they haven't been hit hard enough, knocked down enough times. They haven't had to navigate anything to the point that they go, oh, 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 I need an answer for that. They're naive enough to believe that they're going to be able to figure it out on the first pass by themselves. And Solomon says, it's pretty simple of you. That's, that's a naive response. Some of you guys know Jeff Gokey. Uh, he's our fifth and sixth grade pastor. He's one of the teaching pastors here. He gets up on stage and speaks a whole bunch. And uh, a couple months ago, uh, Jeff decided he wanted a different set of golf clubs, which was a big deal because the set that he had he had liked pretty well, he'd kind of cherished uh, for most of his life, but he had gone to the golf store and he'd seen this other set that he really, really wanted but couldn't hardly afford. So here was the plan he was going to take the set of golf clubs that he had and sell them on Craigslist. And then he was going to earn a little bit of extra money, add it to what he got for his golf clubs, and then he was going to go buy the new set of golf clubs. So sure enough, he stuck his golf clubs on Craigslist. Within days, got a phone call from a guy who came over to his house, took a look at the golf clubs, really, really liked them, and uh, said uh, to Jeff, hey, would you take a check? <laughs> to which Jeff said, Sure. Few minutes later, the transaction was completed. Jeff came walking into his house, woohoo! Sold the golf clubs. To which his wife looked at him and said, "Um, "You got cash, didn't you?" To which Jeff said, "No, I got a check right here." To which his wife responded, "Are you an idiot? Who who takes a check from someone off of Craigslist?" He goes, no, 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 you don't get it. He was really a trustworthy guy. I mean, in the eight minutes that I got to talk to him, I could tell. (laughs) Next day, Jeff goes down to the bank, takes the check up to the teller. Insufficient funds. Jeff came into the office the next day, and I, I think he was looking for some sympathy. <laughs> so he tells the story. He goes, man, I just it's such a bummer. You know, I put my golf clubs on Craigslist, and I was going to buy these other golf clubs, and this guy came, and he was so honest. He was such a neat guy, and we talked. We really, he was like a buddy, and it was so cool. And, and, and then at the end, he uh, wrote me a check. And uh, all of us in the office being so high on mercy... Looked at him and said, "Are you an idiot? He took a check. Hey, hey, guess what, Jeff Gokie's never going to do again. You see, you see, his first pass, he was naive. Never been there before. Never had to navigate that moment again. I won't tell you about the fact that he actually hunted the man down and found him, but but that's a different story." He can use that for a sermon illustration some other time. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke. No, I mean, he found the guy. (laughs) You just cheated a pastor. You're going to, anyway. Uh, (laughs) But you get, you get, you get. Jeff will never do that again because he'll never be that naive again. See, there are some of us that sit in the room and, And the truth is, you and I are going to make really, 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 really dumb decisions if we're not careful, if we don't listen to wisdom, because here's the, we've never done this before, we've never navigated this moment of life, we've never had that decision to make before, and and chances are, if we do this without receiving wisdom, chances are we could make some very naive choices. See, it's the 13-year-old who picks up a pack of cigarettes because his friends offer it to him, and, and even though the little warning label on the side says, if you stick this in your mouth, you'll get cancer. And that 13-year-old says, oh, but it looks so cool. I, 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 can, I, I, can, I can be one of the popular kids at school. I get it. I, I, I get why that's your answer if you're a junior high. I get it. But you get the reason that your answer is because you're naive. And just so you know, just so you know, uh, the rest of us, when we're driving by and we see you standing out on the street in front of the schoolyard, we're not driving by going, oh man, that is so cool. Remember when we were cool? Could we be cool again? And the reason that's your answer when you're 13 is because you've never been 30. See, you've you've never walked into a hospital ward and watched somebody who has spent a lifetime smoking cigarettes, coughing up chunks of their lung. You've never watched somebody have a lifetime worth of savings evaporate in a 10-day hospital stay. I get it. I get it. See, the truth is, you could be here and be a college freshman. And you realize chances are, if you're a college freshman here today, chances are you might be a little naive. Because you've never been a college freshman before. And, and if you're not careful in your naivete, You'll head off to school and you'll think to yourself, hey, I just walked across a platform and they just handed me a piece of paper and they just said, I'm an adult. Which means I know how to navigate all the adult issues of life. And you'll get off to school and you'll start partying with your friends and you'll sleep with anybody you can get to go back to your dorm room with you. You know why that's your answer. Because you're just a little bit naive. See, you've, you've never been 40 and driven down the road in the quiet and the dark of night by yourself and replayed back all the lives you've wounded, all the pain you've caused, all the regret you created. See, when, when you haven't been there in, it looks like a good answer because you've not navigated that before see it it could be you could be 50 in the room but you could be a young Christian You, you could have just now been discovering what this walk with Jesus is about what it means to be a follower of God and you've decided you're the one Christian who's gonna figure out how to put one foot in the world and still live the way you did and still have the same answers you did before God and still keep God somehow involved and you're gonna straddle both worlds, and, and and you're not like the rest of us, and 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 you're not going to have to make a commitment to either side. You, you can you can live in the middle. I, I understand the answer, but you realize it's an answer of naivety. It, it, it's it's not possible to get there from here. You want to hear the good thing about this chair? It's possible to get up. It's possible to get out of the chair. It's possible to avoid all the mistakes of the chair. Two things. You've got to be willing to first say, you know what? Even though I don't always like the answers, even though sometimes the answers frustrate me, even though sometimes I just would have never chosen that for... I'm pretty sure God's smarter than me. So so if God says it, if God asks it or requires it, even if I don't like it, even if it costs me a friend or two along the way, even if I don't end up being the most popular, I think God's probably not as new at this as me and not as naive about life as I probably am. The second part. You get that there are believers who've already done what you're trying to do, some of them with failure. Some of, some of us, as we went through that moment, we blew it. But you get that's part of the answer. We, we, If nothing, we know what not to do. And some, some lived with absolute success. Some navigated freshman year of college and landed it. And what would it mean to say, I can learn from the journey of others. I don't have to repeat every mistake in life. I can take lessons. See, somewhere in our lives, and and this is going to be the question of wisdom. Are you doomed to do everything your way and the hard way? Or are you willing to learn? Are you willing to receive wisdom and avoid the pain? Of those who've gone before you. See, none of us has to be in that chair. And wisdom is calling. There's a second group of people. Scripture simply calls them the fool. I brought this hat from home. <laughs> my my wife bought it for me. <laughs> no. You, you get how the fool responds to wisdom. Here's here's the fool's answer. I know, 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 I know. It's probably not a great choice. I, I I get I get I get that it's probably not a good decision. I know I I know I know it probably runs up against scripture, and I I, I get it I get it you ready? But I'm going to do it anyways. I know, I know, it's a bad decision. I know wise people, would, I, I, but I'm going to do it anyways. Here's why, here's why. Because I am luckier than you are, and I am craftier than you. And I get, I get that for all you normal people, for all of you average people out there, that, that this has consequence. And, and, and if you do this, you're going to get snared, and you're going to get caught, and you're going to caught. I get it, but not me, because I'm luckier than you. And I can talk my way out of it, and it won't happen to me. And if it does, if it does, I'm willing to live with the consequences of whatever may come. It's why you go to a fool and you say to them, hey, wait, 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 wait. Are you really treating your wife that way? Are you really responding to your husband like that? And they say to you, no, 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 no. I get it, I get it. I get get that it's probably not the best way. I, I, I know it's not the biblical way. I know scripture would say different, but here's the deal, here's the deal. You don't understand. You don't understand what my husband is like. You don't get how naggy my wife is. You realize a fool fool has an excuse for everything and can justify anything. And they're pretty sure that they can do what you and I can do and it's going to turn out better there for them than it's going to turn out for us. But you know why they have that answer. Because they're a fool. Matter of fact, scripture describes this person. It's in Proverbs chapter 26. So just a little bit over in your Bibles. Proverbs chapter 26. It's verse 11. Here's what it says. As a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Have you ever seen that? (sighs) It's almost as if the dog thinks, maybe it'll taste better the second time. (laughs) Which you realize that is the story of the fool. I know, I know. I know the last time I did this, it didn't work. I know the last time I dated someone who didn't know my Jesus, it was a bad deal. I know the last time I went out drinking with my buddies, it turned bad. I know, I know, I know. But it won't turn out bad this time. I'm going to do the same thing I did last time that blew me up. But this time it'll be better. I can charge my charge cards. It'll be different this time because I'm smarter and I'm craftier and I can talk my way out. Because I'm the fool. And I can do what destroys you, but it won't destroy me. It's a young couple saying, you know, no, 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 we're just going to live together. No, I get it, I get it, I get it. Get, I, I know, I know what Scripture says, and I know, I know we're not allowed to sleep together, but it makes financial sense. And, and we're going to have separate bedrooms, and, and, and here's, the, here's the deal, I know what's happened to dozens and dozens of other couples, and I know the place of temptation that's going to put our lives, but we're going to navigate it with different success than the last 20 couples that tried it. Really? That's your answer? That's the wise thing to do? No, I get, it. I get it. Scripture doesn't say it. That's the wise thing to do. Should you and I have HBO in our homes? I, I, I don't know. I, I looked all over the Bible. I looked at every verse. I couldn't find a single verse that said, "Thou shalt not HBO." But given what happened the last time, you were sitting there late at night and nobody else was at home and the adult programming came on. Given what you did last time, given what you'd want your child to walk into the room and see you watching. given the exposure of your 12 year old son when you're gone in the evening and he has the remote control is it the wise thing to do are are you going to navigate the minefields that have blown everybody else up and it's going to be different for you you know the good part there, there's a way to get out of this chair. That There's a way to stop playing the fool. And it's simply this. Admit. Admit that you're not any different than the rest of us. And that what blows me up is going to blow you up. That, that, that you're not going to be able to do the things that are disobedient and unwise and And somehow come up with a different result. It's how you get out of the chair. I am not smarter. I am not craftier than everybody else. Scripture says there's a third chair. There's a a third group of people who will just absolutely turn their backs on wisdom. They'll say, look, I don't need that. It's inconvenient. It doesn't work. I don't like the answer. Do you know this chair was originally built for Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> it's a throne. It's the, chair, it's the chair of the mocker, the scoffer. See, the, the mocker is pretty sure they're smarter than you and me. They're, they're pretty sure everybody else in the room is well below their intelligence level. That they see life more clearly, that their answers are much more, much more, much more fixed. It's why this type of person has a really, really, really hard time working for anybody else. Because every supervisor they've ever had was an idiot. Ever met a scoffer? But When they walk into the room, they've got to make sure that everybody else in the room knows just how smart they are and how dumb the rest of the room is. You know, the interesting thing about scoffers and mockers is that most of them are deeply angry because most of their lives end up not with success, but with struggle and disappointment and then they're just pretty sure that nobody else has recognized their genius and no one has quite understood how brilliant they are, and they've gotten the short end of the stick because everybody else is a little jealous of them. You say, well, how how would I know, you know, because I'm pretty sure I'm smarter than most people, so how would I know uh, if, if I'm the mocker or the scoffer or not? It's pretty simple. Is there anybody who is allowed to speak wisdom in your life? Is there anybody that who could come to you in a moment when you're getting ready to make a decision and you've already figured out in your head and you're already positive that it's right, who could come to you and even if what they said didn't make total sense but because you trusted their wisdom, because you understood they'd been places that you hadn't gone yet, because their track record was a track record of consistently following God. And if they said to you, you know what? I get it. I get on paper it makes sense to you. I get that you've added it up on your fingers, but I just don't think this is wise. And if they were to speak those words to you, you would push the pause button. Can your wife say that to you? Can your wife say no? No, I, I don't. I don't get buying the new. I don't get the. New, I don't get the job. Can your husband say that in your life? And Andy would say, I, I'll, "I'll push pause. I, I, I still, I still think I've figured it out. I still think I've got a good end, but I'm not going to violate your. Wisdom. I'll push pause." How many of your friends? How many of your friends have the ability? Have the permission? To come and speak to your life and say, no, no, I know, I know you're convinced, I know you think you know, but I'm just, I need to speak to you and say, I I just, I don't get it. Why, why would you date somebody, why, why would you take that job, why would you run your credit and that by the very fact that that friend spoke to you, you you just push bars in your life. You get this is the hardest chair of all three to get out of <laughs> because this one's filled with so much pride. And the only way you get out of this chair is on your knees. Saying God I'm not I'm not smarter than anybody else. I'm surely not smarter than you. And I have got to allow people of wisdom to be able to speak into me. Even in moments when I don't necessarily understand the objection. I'll push pause. About five months ago, uh, we were getting ready to book a friend for friend day. Uh, John and Kate Plus 8. Any of you guys ever heard? Okay, there's two of you that have heard of them, so that would have been a great friend day. <laughs> now, come on. How many of you have heard of John and Kate Plus... All right. All right. You're all going, I don't think I should tell them that. Have you seen that? It's a train wreck. I, wow. Wow. I, So, five months ago, and I got got to wind this back in your heads, five months, five months, none of what's going on now was going on then. And five months ago, you know, we're sitting here thinking, hey, John and Kate, what, what a cool, we'll get them in, you know, they go to church, they have faith, and, and we're starting a parenting series in the fall, so how cool would that be, John and Kate on stage, uh, and, and, and you, you know, start a parenting series, eight kids, you know, how does that mean, what a great, I mean, just, man, on your fingers, I mean, it just adds up. And as we got a little closer, I mean, we were, literally, guys, we were within days of signing the contract, days of putting deposits, non-refundable deposits down. And and, and the word kind of started seeping out a little bit, and people started coming back and saying, are you sure? You know, you, you watch the show, and, and there's a dynamic in their marriage that's it's probably not the most healthy dynamic. And are you sure? And there was enough of that going on that finally I said, you know what, I I think I need to go to the elders and just ask. And and we don't normally ask our elders about friend day guests. We just thought, you know what, maybe we need a little wisdom in this moment. And so we went to the elders and we said, guys, look, 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 I know this is unusual. I know we wouldn't normally, but what do you think? John and Kate, and they're coming, and we know, we know, we know, we know that there's a little bit of a dynamic in the relationship there that's not maybe the most healthy, but here's what we were thinking, we were thinking that right up front, right at the beginning of the discussion, we could just kind of cover that and say, hey, we've seen some things on TV, and it's probably not, the, you know, it's not the healthiest, you know, between a husband and a wife, but, but, you know, and, and we expected the answer to be, yeah, we're working on that, and we're not perfect people, and, and God is growing that part of our lives, and, I mean, If you had to have perfect people on stage, you'd never have anybody. And as we took it to the elders, there there were one or two elders in the room who just said, you know, man, I, wow. I just, I don't, ready? I don't think that would be a wise thing for us to do. There's just enough of that. night. There's enough that, I I don't know that that would be a great role model. I, I don't, I, I, man, I. And here's what they said, it would ache our hearts if we went ahead and did that. Now, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going, well, no, the guy's no, guy. you know, we could, we, we, and, and we could explain, and it fits the marriage, and, 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 and. see, I, I could have explained it away. I, I, I could have explained past that one. And I'm pretty sure that if we had taken a vote that night, that I could have lobbied enough, and I think I could have gotten the votes. There's about eight elders. There was only about two that were kind of ached I, I think we could, I, you know, I don't know, but I think. You want to hear the smartest thing we ever did? We didn't take a boat that night. We responded in that moment and said, hey, wait a minute. The whole reason you sit in this room is to speak wisdom. And now we've got two of our elders saying that would ache our hearts. So you push pause. Do we look like geniuses today? And, and you, get, you get that if you had even said to those elders, hey, explain this to us, help us. They couldn't, all they could say is, this just doesn't seem like a wise thing for us to do. Let's not get ourselves into, depo- let's not do that. Anybody in your life? Anybody who can push Pause. Who you would say, look, I, I don't understand. I don't, I'm not even sure I agree with the, the things you're hesitant about. But I trust your wisdom and I trust your journey with God enough that if you're telling me that you just can't figure out why this would be a wise decision for me, even though I could add it up and even though I could argue it, I will push pause. And if you don't have a group of people like that in your life, You get what chair you're sitting in today, right? And you'll give a pass on wisdom. Because at the end of the day, wisdom is always uncomfortable. (laughs) Wisdom will always push up against you, and the question will always be, are you willing to be a learner? Are you willing to bow the knee and say, look, 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 it's not the most comfortable decision. I could have a lot more fun. I could be more popular. But... It's not the wise thing to do. Some of us, some of us today, if we were honest, would say, boy, I'm in a chair. And if I'm not careful, I'll miss all that's offered these next six weeks because I'm too naive to listen. I'm pretty sure what happens to everyone else won't happen to me. I'm smarter than the rest of you. And we'll miss wisdom. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we simply come to you in a moment, and we're going to choose to bow the knee. We're going to choose in this moment not to sit in the chair of the naive, the chair of the fool, or the throne of the scoffer. But instead, instead in this moment, To humble ourselves and to say, what would be the wise thing for me to do? And to have our hearts soft enough to hear that when you speak to us. God, this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.